0: It's Minister Jeff Austin with praise in him today. How is everyone doing out there today? It is Thursday, July 17th. We're in the shack. It's about two o'clock in the morning. God has given us a word for this uh, podcast today, and I hope y'all don't mind. I'm going to tear some pages off so we don't have to hear him rattling the whole time. It's, uh, it's a message that's timely. Uh, It's a message that uh, is is important to hear. Uh, It's even more importantly that we share this information to young fathers out there. I want to read and share something with you that was written a couple of paragraphs here by a young man. He said, the damage of my sin is a lot. I ask for you to help me in the reconciling of the daughters to father relationships you've blessed me with. I can see now, oh God, how I refused your blessings to my life and my heart grieves for a moment. But as you reveal to me your awesome power of restoration, I have hope. This few words of repentance, the repentant heart was written by a young man who uh, society would call a deadbeat dad. From our perspective of upstanding and responsibility handling folk, we would oftentimes look at this young man as a despot, a no good or a failure. You see, the Bible tells us clearly that Satan's only job is to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. And he knows, folks, that there is no better way than to destroy the whole body than to sever the head. Let us pray. Lord God, Abba, Father, I ask you this day and every day to increase my skills in the areas of fatherhood. Lord, I ask this morning as as well to condition the hearts and minds of those that will be listening today to receive the blessing that your instructions are and that they would heed your warnings to repent and pray, Lord God. Guide me now, Father, to do and say as you would have me to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Skip over to Malachi, the fourth chapter, verses five and six. These are the last two verses of the Old Testament, the last two verses before 400 years of scriptural silence. The writer says, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. We shared a few words written by a repentant father earlier who realized just what a horrible sin he had committed against his daughters for not being part of their lives. This young man, having come to his senses, so to speak, just as the prodigal son did, to the error of his ways, cries out to God for forgiveness and receives through revelation that there is still hope for him. Men, I want to say something to you today. We are under attack today like never before. See, the devil's after dads, just like this young man, who are giving up and have given up their God given roles as leaders of their families. Jesus said, If the shepherd is smitten, then the sheep will be scattered. Fathers, the devil is after us. Satan has made us his number one target for eradication. The number one target for eradication. And see, the devil is just like Pharaoh was when when, when, uh, Moses uh, uh, demanded from God to Pharaoh to let my people go. And he finally did let the people go. He said this, I'm going to pursue. I will overtake and I will divide and I will destroy children of Israel. That's in Exodus, the 15th chapter. Fathers, we're marked. And he will pursue us and try to destroy not only us, but our families. Come on, somebody. See, when Jesus was on his way to the cross, his time was near. He turned to Peter and said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Luke 22nd, chapter 31, 32. See, the devil knew that if he was able to get to Peter, that he'd be able to get to the rest of the apostles because Peter was that sphere of influence. They followed him. And you know what? Satan is still using that same divide, conquer, and destroy tactic today. Listen. Listen. The fatherless home rate in America today is up 313% since 1960. 313% since 1960. The institution of marriage, known of and ordained by God as the way for men and women to fulfill the natural desires of procreation, is under attack. See, divorces are up and the number of new marriages are way down. See, men are being attacked If you watch family shows uh, like The Family Guy, uh, Al Bundy and those guys, these sitcoms of the day, they they do very little, if anything, at all to bolster the uh, God-given mandates for men. Men are portrayed as dogs or servants or bumbling idiots who have no control over the affairs and direction of their families. See, the message of what uh, what it means to be a man is easily reconstructed to say that, well, you shouldn't be a man at all. Maybe you should be a woman. Fathers and men are under attack. And let me tell you something, Satan, is he's winning. Remember this, that Satan is the father of all lives. And believe you me, there are millions of folks believing and standing firmly on the lies of Satan. Understand this, anything, I mean, anything that exalts itself, its wisdom, its understanding, its directions for action, any of those things, if they are directed against and over the words of God, they are lies from Satan. God says marriage is meant and designed to be, Between one man and one woman, Satan will say, oh, uh, no, no, it wasn't. God says that a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Satan says, no, work but women's rights, circumvent all of God's laws and that women have equal standing in everything. Circumventing the natural order that God put in place for us to live by. And as this happens, upsetting the natural order of things so greatly that men now uh, have a hard time just figuring out who to be in a relationship. The roles have been so clearly uh, uh, redefined, not by God, because God is the same yesterday, today and forever, but by mankind to uh, 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 make us feel good. Men are confused God says where there is a multitude of words sin is never lacking and Satan says communication of ideas must be thoroughly investigated causing many times uh, if not more times than not all these investigated communications are 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 put in place to overcomplicate issues that in reality merely require a blind acceptance that God is God and what God says is what God means. See, we dilute God's word so thoroughly that folks now debate, question, and flat out deny that God's word is true. Mm. God says that there is a heaven and hell and a judgment, and Satan simply tells people to say, no, there isn't. All those lies designed and targeted at the heads of humanity, man. God's chosen heads of humanity, man. Come on, don't be mad at me. You probably will be. I'm just the messenger. God is the one who said it. God says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Satan says, nah, listen, dog, if your wife starts acting up, then you take her friend. (laughs) And many men do. Not understanding that wives are a part of our test of leadership as men. Listen, if we are willing to fall prey to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, then we're going to lose. We're not going to lose ourselves. We're going to lose our wives. Satan wins. He wins all with lies designed to exalt themselves over the word of God. Over the word of God. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience to God's word will guarantee a life filled with the exciting and sometimes very heavy challenges that God will bring upon us. Remember that God will not give us more than we can handle. So to young men, being in a relationship with a young woman and you decide to make that decision to have Three marital sex or hopefully you wait until you're married because that's the way God says to do it. And then all of a sudden a child comes forth into the world. Take your responsibility, young brothers. Step to that thing. It will make you a better man. It will teach you how to be patient. It will teach you how to resolve conflict. It will teach you all these things that will make you a success, not only in your home, but in the in the world outside of your home. Principles of godly living uh, that you will implement for your child, bringing them up in the ways that God would have him to be brought up. And you teach him and her the ways of God. Whether they, whether they leave it or not, they'll come back. Bible's very clear. They'll come back to it because it'll be their foundational stone. It will be that stone that you put in place as a father that they'll always be able to stand on. Men, I challenge you this day to be like Joshua. When he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It starts with us. Starts with us. Understanding, one, that we have to commit to God's ways. It starts with us men, surrendering our will to do what the creator would have us to do. And then staying out of his way and letting him do what he does. Fathers, men, return our hearts to our children. Yes, they drive us batting. Yes, in the training process, you got to tell them a million times to pick up the trash. Yes, you got to constantly be with them moment by moment, day in, day out, year in, year out until they become of an age of maturity and a a place of understanding. But you still got to plant that word of God in them. Return your heart to the children. Children, return your heart to your father. You know God stated this in His Word for a reason. He put in place right there the importance of the father. He didn't say return your heart to your mother. He didn't say uh, 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 mothers return your heart to the children because that's always there. It is that manly presence, that missing piece, that is causing so much mental anguish, so much confusion, so many out there believing so many weird, wacky things. And it's normal. We have so much information out there. It is no time been more critical than now to be a father in your own house. Return your heart to your children. Repent, repent of your wayward erring ways Humble yourself, pray to God, and ask him to guide you through. He'll do it. He's faithful. He's just. He's merciful. He wants you to succeed as a father. It is difficult, difficult, difficult to be a father in today's world. Matter of fact, you know what? It's just always been difficult to be a father because a father is a leader. And when we have children when we are younger and we're still immature, man, it, it becomes doubly even even harder. That's when you seek counsel because of God God's word is very clear. And here's, here's another disparity. God's word is very clear on seeking counsel and wise counsel, whereas some cultures, some people don't let anybody know what's going on in your home. You know, we hide the fact that things are going on. We hide the fact that we're not handling things well. I'm encouraging your fathers today. Seeking first kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. And when it comes concerning our children, we want to surrender our will to the will of the creator. We want to plant that seed, that word of God deep into the hearts of the children so that when they go out, that if they do take that separate path, they will have a foundational place from which to land once again. Return your heart to your children. Children, return your heart to your father. God stated it this way a very important reason you see fathers we are the heads and not the tails of our relationship oh come on somebody men we got to stand up as men and repent first of all pray for the healing and revelation of truth to our families continue or begin to walk through uh uh, and be worthy of the calling of father sometimes it might take a whole educational process for us to understand what it means to be a father. And let me tell you something. The the rates of folks uh, uh, attending church has a lot to do with this. You know, because God is our father. He is our father. And if we didn't have good fatherly relationships to actually uh, 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 see what a good father is, it's kind of hard to see God as a father. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody here. It's hard to see God as a father if you didn't have a good fatherly uh, uh, direction. In your home it becomes difficult it really does it becomes difficult to even believe that god is a father that gives gifts and that's merciful and graceful. we might we might easily accept he's punitive easily accept that and he is to a degree but he's graceful and he's merciful because the things that we deserve folks let's be let's be real things that we deserve is to die we, we should be dead and remain dead. But he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that, that, that whoever will believe in him, Jesus, would have everlasting life. That's how much our father loves us. Take that one. Put it in your pocket. Keep it there. Share it with your sons and daughters that God loved us so much. He gave his only begotten son knowing full well that we were going to end up in the state that we're in. He knew it from the time that we took a bite of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. He knew. And he implemented Plan B right away, sent his son, Jesus, said, We got to go save him. And Jesus went obediently, willingly. Walk worthy of the calling of a father. It's a huge calling. See, our calling, men, is to follow Jesus and have our families. Follow us and not us. Follow them. I'm going to let it go right there. If you are not a member of the body of Christ, you need to be. Especially in times like these where you can have uh, Christ be the foundational stone from which you navigate these very perilous spiritual times. If you've tried everything else and just don't seem to be fulfilled in your life, try Jesus. You can run, but you can't hide. I'm telling you. He's calling folks, even as my voice is going out right now, he's calling somebody to return onto him so that he can bless you. I'm not telling you it's going to be a bed of roses all the time, because certainly it is not. Let me tell you, God has brought me through so many things and a lot of it was painful. But on the other side, there is joy knowing that I have a God that truly, truly cares for me. And that's what the role of the father is. We are to emulate Jesus, showing our children that God loves us unconditionally. Mm, that's a whole nother series of lessons there. You got to hear God's word. Believe it, repent of your sins. Confess Jesus Christ to be the son of God. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. in a new creature in Christ at that point. So. Understand this. Fathers are under attack. We talked about that tonight. Fathers need to take the rightful place in the home. The rightful place is the head, not the tail. The rightful place is one who makes good, solid spiritual decisions for his family through prayer and meditation with God. Not these family guy and Al Bundy type characters that they portray fathers to be. That's hogwash. Fathers are to be strong, be vigilant, be loving, be kind, be firm when they have to be. They're disciplinarians their discipline, and their children in the ways of the Lord. Let us repent, fall to our knees, pray to God, and he promises us that he will heal the land. If you don't know Jesus, all you have to do is be able to uh, uh, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was buried, rose again on the third day for the remission of our sins, giving us a right to the tree of life. If you can make that confession before men, Jesus will now confess you before God, Father in heaven, and you will sign your ticket into a new place. That is your entry ticket to a new place, is if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again. For the remission of our sins. That's the gospel in a nutshell. Now we have to be bold enough to let people know that in times like these we need to repent and pray. That's the message tonight. This is minister Jeff Foster from praising him today. Hopefully something hits you that you can work with and uh, we're going to continue to be faithful. Go on to the website, please. We're rearranging again. I looked at the homepage again today. They're doing some other stuff, so I'm going to have to go back to them tomorrow and say, "Ah, can we take it back now? Uh, So we're going back and forth. Please stay be patient with us. Podcasts will always remain in place. The other pages are going to probably morph into a a whole lot of different things, but I want to encourage you to continue to listen to the podcast. Go to the website. Subscribe to it. You'll be able to... uh, have the opportunity to watch this ministry go uh, and grow. And we ask that you participate, participate with us, send us some prayer requests. Uh, we're going to be having some Zoom Bible classes pretty soon. You'll be more than welcome to uh, to join in on those. Uh, anything that you, 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 you have questions with about God, anything uh, that you might be struggling with in your family. We've got some collaborations coming up with some mental health professionals uh, who are Christians. Uh, who understand the importance of uh, uh, not only good spiritual health, but good mental health. Okay. It takes a lot to stay in tune and and continue to do good when we're just wore out. Okay. So uh, we've got that on the hook. We're looking for some other avenues that will give resources to folks and uh, stuff like that. We'd love to get some authors giving us some books that we can pass out to people uh, when they, when they uh, uh, come to us with, with issues. Like, Faith on the Family or one of those, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. I love what they do. They got a myriad of books that they give away. We're going to try to do something similar to that uh, with our podcast and our our folks that would uh, feel free enough and feel comfortable enough with us uh, to ask hard questions, tough questions. And we promise that we, one, will pray uh, to God about the answers to those things and also try to find resources for whatever it is uh, that you are struggling with. All right. That's it for me. Minister Jeff Watson, praising him today. We'll see you again later.